Hello, everyone. Well, I've been podcasting for four years, so this was bound to happen sooner or later. Some guy in Austin and I experienced technical difficulties. That means the editing is, how shall I put this, a little choppy. Let the record show that some guy in Austin did not blow a gasket. I'm super proud of him. Neither did I. I'm super proud of myself. We both know that poor audio on a podcast that we record for fun is not the end of the world. Additionally, y'all just sat through two hours of Men Tell All. If you can do that, you can do anything. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 224 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray here with some guy in Austin, and we have a lot of nothing to discuss about Michael leaving and the men did not tell anything. I wouldn't say they told all. Would you agree? It was just kind of bleh. As I'm trying to get my AirPods to connect, I will just tell you that the frustration I feel is less than the frustration I feel I felt on Monday when uh, when the show was going. It was, uh, it was an interesting take on men tell all. Again, I'm using air quotes. It's just all new. It's all new because Harrison isn't there. Caitlin and Tasha don't really know how to carry a show along. And I think it's because there are two of them. I think if you put Caitlin by herself, she might be able to go. Or if Tasha by herself, she might be able to go. But they were very much scripted. And it was, they didn't, they didn't know how, you know, Harrison was master of the pause in the right moment. These people paused not in the right moment. And then you've got the guys on stage and four of them basically stole the show at the beginning from bickering. And I could not care less. It was Carl and Aaron and the Canadian for some reason And then Hunter kind of got in there every once in a while. Hunter was very smart by keeping his mouth shut most of the time. But probably 20 minutes was dedicated to those guys bickering at one another. Do you think that's because they're, well, not the Canadian, but the rest of them are on paradise and we're trying to get some sort of conflict going? I don't know. I don't know. First of all, with respect to Tasha and... Um, Caitlin, they, they both of them just seem really, really uncomfortable with the gig. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way I'd describe it. As if they've been told, like, don't, don't say certain things, or I, I don't know how. It, it looks like they're they're very uncomfortable in front of the camera for some reason. And you're right that neither one of them had that problem when they were on their seasons. They're both naturally, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, with Carl and I mean Carl again, totally self important. Um, I think overestimated his significance in the bachelor mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. and the other guys just, I think are not going to let that go. I don't know why the Canadian other than his lack of IQ was interjecting himself. Hunter is a chotch and uh, you know, Aaron was front and center the whole time. My mm-hmm. favorite part, I'm sure we'll talk about it is when uh, um, 
Katie mistook Aaron and called him by the wrong name. Yes, she called him Thomas. Yeah. I might have stood up at that point. I laughed so hard. He needed yeah. that. He needed that to be taken down a few notches, I think. Yep, and I think that his um, his wine-colored sport coat was really what was <laughs> the the identity. Oh, I forgot James with the slick-backed hair was in there, too. And for some reason, Trey kept talking. I will say, though, both those guys are in paradise as well. So I, I feel like maybe they're trying to make us like them. Poor Kyle, my boy Kyle, who never spoke the entire season. He was on the panel and never said a word. I felt bad for him. But, oh, well, I got to see him one last time. Maybe. Maybe he'll show up in paradise. You never know. Those people kind of drop in every now and again, which makes me think the Canadian will show up later on. I don't know. The Canadian may show up. Yeah, he may show up kind of, you know, the last week where everybody's paired off with everybody else and he goes home, something like that. It was it was a very boring episode, but Mental Law usually is boring. So I wanted to touch on just the highlights and there were very few. But the first one that you and I talked about yesterday was Connor the Cat. He was called up into the hot seat and he we got to walk down memory lane and see him blame himself for being ousted because he was a terrible kisser. I've thought about this against my will, by the way, but I thought about (laughs) Well, all of a sudden we hear this girl from the audience going, Caitlin, excuse me, Caitlin. And everybody pretends to be shocked and they, or maybe they are shocked. I don't know. And they all turn around and look at her and she says, I just want to say Connor that, I watched you on the show, and I just think you're absolutely adorable. And I know that you can't be a bad kisser. Let's find out. Let's find out. Go, go, Pay no attention that she's mic'd. You know, uh, not even with a microphone. The girl is mic'd because we can hear her. (laughs) And uh, she kisses and gives him an 11 out of 10. So we've later learned some information about this woman. Tara, would you like to share with everyone what we've learned? Um, Yeah, but but first I would like to say that I've come to the conclusion that it's Katie that is a bad kisser. Oh, really? I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, all right. Well, we can we can we can put that on the shelf for a minute. But the apparently this woman that is quote spontaneously called to prove Connor's kissing abilities has her own album or something. She's mm-hmm. she's a, a somebody mm-hmm. recording artist or an actress or something, and um, she was ratted out by the Bachelor Nation. That you know, <laughs> total plant. And you you figure at this point, I don't, <laughs> I don't know the. the the audience is always better at digging up dirt than the producers are. I know. I mean, you figure they would have floated that hot air balloon, but, or they may just not care. You know, it's they just probably like, don't. Yeah, it's just it's going to be what it's going to be anyway, right? They're like, it's Connor. Who cares? Yeah. So, and he's uh, going you know, to paradise. He'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see her. You know, whoever she is, singing her new hit song on a you know one-on-one date before <laughs> it's all over. She'll come to paradise and just yeah. serenade somebody as they dance around in the sand. No yeah, question. it was it was weird. Um, I was proud of Connor for buttoning up. He we did not see his sternum 
on yes. Monday night. That's that's something great that happened. He didn't roll up his sleeves. Which no, he did not. He did not look like a pirate. Uh, Andrew was also called to the hot seat. And I don't know if you got this vibe, but I felt like Tasha and Caitlin softballed questions to him that give him a pretty good shot at being the next bachelor. Yeah, I think that was a tryout. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was very much, um, I, you know, I, I, Katie is the best and I wish her nothing but happiness and mm-hmm. I want somebody to choose me for me and it's going to, I'm going to find love one of these days. Yeah, he makes sense. He does make sense. And I think he would be a good bachelor. I really do. I think a lot of people are rooting for him to be the next bachelor. And again, Katie and Tasha did a really good job following that up. One thing that was kind of weird to me was Caitlin and Jason were profiled and showcased in the men tell all for when he proposed to her on her podcast. I found that odd. I found it to be a time filler. Yes. That's so sad to me that Katie's season is so boring that they had to pluck tertiary storylines and fill the time. It's so sad to me. Yeah, I think, you know, look, I'm happy for Caitlin. She got engaged, but I think the 15 minutes has gone way beyond the 15 minutes, don't you? Oh, absolutely, yes. yes. Do you care? Do we care? Because at least Aaron, fake Aaron Rodgers and JoJo had the, the decency to go get their own show. <laughs> they're still not married. <laughs> I know. <It's, laughs> they're, you know, they're taking things slowly. <laughs> they seem happy, though. Like, I see them they on their... They do. They but then do. again, Tarek and Christina seemed happy on their little show, too, before he started yelling at her. <laughs> That's true. Another thing we should point out is that Thomas was not there. However, he joined the show via Zoom and Mm -hmm. he blanket apologized for his behavior and zero people cared. Yeah, zero people in the audience, too. I mean, I didn't I didn't need that to forgive him or whatever. Did you? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I I didn't tune in thinking I'm not I'm not going to. You know, I'm fast forwarding until I get to Thomas's apology. I, I didn't know him. <laughs> Do you think he was scared to be on Mintel All? I'm not sure what the deal was, but I mean, he did appear via Zoom, which I'm sure was um, a phone call after after whoever was supposed to pick him at the uh, pick him up at the airport called in and said he's not there. Uh, it was probably a phone call from the uh, ABC legal department pointing out the clause in his contract that says he has to appear. <laughs> I think he's in paradise too, or he'll show up. He'd be perfect. Oh, absolutely. He'd be perfect. But the big, the big story of the night that I want to spend the bulk of our time on, again, I'm not exaggerating. There is absolutely nothing else to tell about. No, it it was all such a rehashing of nonsense and no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like it is, I feel like, and this is weird for me to say, but Every time we see these, I feel like I, as an audience member, am invested in one or two things. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the drama and the backbiting and all that stuff. But there's usually, okay, men tell all this issue is going to come out, and I feel somewhat invested. Here, I don't, 
I, and I'm sure I'm getting the same vibe from you. I don't, I didn't care. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have talked about anything and I wouldn't have cared. And it wasn't just that Harrison wasn't there. I think that was a big part of it. Cause he's, you know, the, the glue that keeps the series uh, kind of going, particularly for kind of outliers in the demographic, like me, you know, guys that, that um, are, have been forced to watch it in the past. And um, I just didn't care. Um, so anyway, but we're going to get to the yeah. show, which I cared a little more about, but not much. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think the big part that I cared the most about was seeing Katie on the stage so I could look at her body language and her facial expressions. And then also Michael, because the show started off 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I believe, dedicated to Michael taking himself out of the game. We've seen footage of this and it is heartbreaking as he is FaceTiming his kid and he's saying, I miss you. I love you. You're so important to me. Can't wait to see you again. And you know, where are the little kids wondering where he is? And he keeps saying, I'm, I'm on a work trip. And then then he says, the little boy James says, maybe daddy don't want to see me. And Michael's face just blanches. He's so shocked by that. And he, no, 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 that's not right. And then, and then they kind of say goodbye because the kid's done. Not that he's shutting his dad down. He's just a four-year-old who's ready to move on. And Michael shuts the phone off, kind of wipes his eyes. He holds himself together, I think, beautifully. And then he stands up and thanks the woman whose phone he was using. And then she hugs him, which is so sweet. And then he leaves. And the poor guy just decides in that moment, I'm out. Now, what what was even more sad about the situation, and I'm, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on Michael and Katie's back and forth, is that he tells her straight up, my son is the most important thing to me, and this is what he said, I have to leave, I have to put him first. But then he goes on to tell her, this would have been great. I I believe in us and I believe in the love. It's just that we ran out of time and I'm so, so sorry about this. And he, I thought he did a good job explaining to her because she was upset. She was very upset that he was leaving. What do you think that means? Well, I think that, first of all, as we've seen with with the train wreck that was Claire, um, she has the ability, I think at any time to say, I'm mm-hmm. shutting it down and this is my husband, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, you're the lawyer. Do you think they said, no, we can't do that anymore. And they probably, fixed the contract. Probably, but you know, feelings are feelings. I think if she really wanted the dude, they would have found a way to make it happen. I mean, mm-hmm. she would, she could show up at hometown with some Legos and you know, some lollipops <laughs> for the kid. Um, and say, hey, uh, I know you're you're here being a dad, but you know I love you and I want to be your wife. Mm. So I don't know, but I, I I do think a lot of that was sincere. I think that, um, you know, when you when you hear something like that from a four year old, particularly under his circumstances, it's got to rip your heart out. I mean, mm. he was clearly affected. I don't think that was an act. Mm-mm, not at all. And the the thing that is telling to me 
She said in two different occasions, first time she said, I thought it would be you at the end. And a lot of people got kind of irritated with her that she didn't immediately say, oh my gosh, yes, of course, go back to James. Yes, I understand. She did not. She said, I thought it would be you at the end. And he's saying, I'm so sorry. Yes, I know. I, I would have been there too. I, I hate this. I hate this. And then at the very end, he said, I think this could have worked. And she responds with, I know this could have worked. So it just makes me wonder, was Michael the last man standing in her mind? I'm not sure, but I think he was probably one or two. Probably? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we'll ever With a know. question mark at the end? I mean, she just yeah. seems so upset and saying, I know it would have worked. Yeah, but if, if that's the way she feels, then why didn't she just go for it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't think that she wanted to go for it because in her brain, I think she's got Greg still there. And she hadn't met James yet. And so she can't very well say, oh, this is for me without having ever met the kid. I, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. And, and I think that um, that's, that's the X factor. You know, you don't just like I jokingly said, you know, show up with Legos and some candy, but you know, you can't, I don't think you can go and go to that conclusion that, oh, this might've worked maybe at the Tamaya resort, New Mexico, whatever it is, <laughs> day turquoise or whatever. Obviously you can say that it would have worked in the real world. Cause he's got a kid. You got to meet the mm -hmm. kid and that's got to work. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what Katie's experience is with kids, like what her family's like, if she's got nieces or nephews or you know, kids we don't know about, whatever. So right, um, it's hard to say. Here's, here's something else that was hard for me. At the Men Tell All, I need you to explain Michael's beard. What, what is there to explain? What was wrong with it? <laughs> I don't know. And it looked very painted on. Um, I wanted him to decide between a beard or a goatee. And I think he was, he likes to dip down way down by his jaw instead of letting it go. I don't know where a beard is supposed to go across to your ear, but it was, it was odd and it was dark, very, very dark. Maybe it was a little just for men. Um, you know, he's appear, trying to appear younger. Um, it was well-groomed. I have to give him that. Um <laughs> But that's the extent of it. I thought I didn't think it looked bad. I think you, this you didn't. You didn't see Michael and go, "Oh, like that." No, I just thought he grew. Really, yeah. that is that is shocking to me. But, but with Blake? with your with your feelings towards Blake's beard, yeah. and what Michael was trying to do, because I'm not going to call it a beard because it wasn't. I tell you what bothered me was Tasha's hair, the extensions. Oh no, I loved those braids. Woo. Uh, that just looks so uncomfortable. Loved it, loved okay. it. That is holiday hair. I love it. Well, I thought Michael's beard was strange. Um, I will also say that during Men Tell All, Michael was called to the hot seat. We walked down memory lane, and Tasha or Caitlin maybe asked him. You know, how do you feel about Katie right now? Would you want to still date her? And his answer is absolutely yes. My feelings haven't changed. I would totally date her. 
And so then when Katie comes out, Caitlin relays that information and says, hey, Michael just said he would date you again if, if you're up to that. And she looks somewhat panicked slash irritated at that. Yeah. She kind of looks at him, but then looks back at the girls and she says, you know, when that ended, I just had to move forward and, you know, whatever will be, will be. That's just my motto. And she looked frustrated, irritated, a little bit angry. Her whole entire face to me during the entire men, all, mental all screams that she's not happy and that this does not end well. See, I don't, I'm not getting, I agree with the first part. She definitely looked squirmy, you know, and, and she has the whole time, like she's kind of unsure. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that's like an attention thing where she's just not comfortable in that with the cameras on her or nope. she's real? Oh, really? No, I, I don't. don't. I don't. I, this is the first time you and I have been so opposite with the yeah. lead. I think, she because... finds lo- I think she finds love. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You're so sweet. To think that I think she, I think she settles for sexual attraction. Well, to Katie, that might be love. Mm -hmm. She is sex positive. That might be love. But with, again, I was, I was thinking that it was Michael, Greg and uh, Blake all right there together. And we talked about this. Michael is the one that she, you know, oh, he's so sweet and he loves me and it's all about me. And then Greg is the one that makes sense. And then Blake is the one she's just physically attracted to. So she has these three guys. Well, Michael goes away. And so now she's got Greg and Blake. I mean, we haven't even spoken the word Justin yet. He's just over there. We just put a pin in him. He's over there. We have Blake and Greg left, but we've all seen the footage of something, some sort of fight that goes down or, or argument or something between the two of them. He's upset. He's trying to leave. She's saying, give me a ticket. I'm going home. And then she's behind a bathroom and Caitlin's sitting there trying to talk to her through the bathroom door. And I, I don't know. I think it ends up that Greg may just say, I don't like this. I mean, you were the one who said that he may not like the fact that Blake goes first in fantasy suites and he's <laughs> second and he doesn't yeah. like to be second. Well, particularly in that, particularly in that situation, it's, yeah. it's, it's one thing to like, you know, get a bad number at the deli, <laughs> um, you know, which is annoying, right? Because you got to wait for someone to order a sandwich in front of you, but... When someone orders your sandwich and then eats it and then tries to give it back to you, that's a whole different story. <laughs> I'm just saying I probably would understand the frustration. That's my only point. But it's but it's funny to me that this is brand new information to Greg because he just doesn't watch the show and he doesn't know how it works and you know, this isn't Blake's first rodeo. It's his third rodeo and he's going in guns blazing and he knows how this works. Yeah. I feel, I find it hard to believe that Greg has been sheltered from the show the entire time, but yeah, be that as it may. Yes. I, I could understand the frustration is, Hey, good. The good news is, is you get a uh, wonderful overnight, um, you know, physically passionate whole date, no cameras mm-hmm. with Katie. Really? That's awesome. Um, the bad news is you're going to have to wait until another dude goes first. I would be semi-upset. Sure. Now, if you knew this was the game, would you say, I would like to go first, please, dibs? Well, the and I've, <laughs> I've said this 
before, but going first in that situation is like being the fat injured guy in the Donner party. It's um, it's just not going to end well for you, right? I mean, the the advantage of going first is that you, you don't you're not subject to disease checks when it's over. Um, and you don't have that whole thing floating around in your head while she's holding your hand and kissing you on your date. But uh-huh. um, your odds of getting sent home, I think, are exponentially increased if you go first. Okay. Ooh. Here's a question for you. If you had to have one of these three guys be the next Bachelor, who would it be? I'm going to throw out Andrew. I'm going to throw out Michael with the knowledge that James gets to come along with him. So it would be a Emily Maynard type situation or Greg. Well, yeah, it's going to be Andrew, but I I don't think Greg would make a good bachelor. Okay. And I think Michael would, but I think the James situation is going to prevent him from doing that. He's, he's, no, he's, he's not Emily Maynard. Let's put it that way. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And Emily, apparently they made, they made a lot of uh, concessions for our friend Emily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, including okay. like, I heard that she got paid double and then she got an extra budget for her wardrobe and got to keep the clothes, which never happens. I heard a Whoa. lot of stuff. Do you remember who she picked? Uh, the, the Mormon guy, 1F Jeff. 1F Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that that she picked one F Jeff? No, and now she seems really like you know we've talked we joked about this. She's pregnant every nine months about right. and, and so good for her. She seems happy. And then I sent you that picture with little Ricky last week. She looks fantastic for having three kids in three years or whatever it's been. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, good for her. It's always good to me to see. Because anyone can get on the show and say they want certain things. I want a family. I want all this. And most of these people, um, Ben, what's it, what's it, what's Peter Brady's name? Ben something. Higgins. Yeah, Ben and um, Tyler Cameron and uh, Mike and Rachel. And I mean, all these people get on the show and they say, oh, family's the most important thing. I want 100 kids. I want to settle down. And none of them do. Right. Um, and so to have somebody that, you know, sort of bought the, uh, or that was seemingly telling the truth the whole time is I think Emily really wanted what she wanted and she made it happen. The, surpri- the most surprising couple to me to really settle down is Jade and Tanner. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, they have a of, lot of kids too. She was kind of a wild card, remember? Mm-hmm. And she but, seems to have been tamed by uh, by him and domesticity, which is good. Yeah, Paradise brought them together. I have a list of Bachelor-related news. This is the perfect segue um, wow. Just little snippets that I wanted to see if you if you knew about, and I would just like you know your brief um, reaction to all of okay. this. So I want to start off with Claire. She's removing her breast implants. Yes, <laughs> I'm aware of that. <laughs> Did she say why? Health reasons. Um, Ashley eyelashes is pregnant. I did see that. Um, um, in fact, uh, the way I found out was, you know how like these days, and I don't know if this happens to you, but like when you go online for anything, you get that, you get, you automatically become terrified when your computer starts talking and there's a pop-up in the bottom right hand that's like a commercial or something. Does that happen to you? Yes. Yeah. So I'm 
minding my own business and my internet's open and all of a sudden I hear like a scream and I'm like, what in the world? And I look down and she's like waving around a pregnancy test. Okay. And it just popped up on my screen for some reason. And um, so that's mm-hmm. how I found out. She's having trouble. She's very, very sick. Well, morning sickness is one thing, but, you know, hopefully everything will be fine. And uh, her and the, you know what they're going to really have to look out for? If that kid has a chin like his dad, they're going to have to be careful delivering it. <laughs> Did you so, know they moved back to Rhode Island, where he's from? No, I didn't. How would I? Where, where were they? <laughs> California, I'm sure. No one's from Rhode Island. Yeah. Remember his dad had anyone? like a... Yes, his dad had like a pizza joint there or some sort of oh, restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. The family Did, restaurant. Yeah. Have, uh, have you ever met anyone from Rhode Island? I have not. <laughs> I haven't either. No one lives there. And I remember when I, years and years and years ago, I worked for this company and we hired this new, um, she was like our operations manager. And um, she was kind of weird, like very uh, bookish and, you know, nice enough but kind of a nerdy personality just really you had to really talk to her to get to know her you know and uh i was sitting next to her one time at this function and it was just the most painful thing trying to drag conversation out of her and so i just went with you know well where are you from and she said delaware Mm. and i I was it was like talking to a unicorn (laughs) and i was like i've never i never knew i'm no i don't know anyone who's been to delaware much less actually grew up there you might have been through it and didn't know no i i, I would know it, it, anyway this uh, is just me being, you know, i live in texas and as you know people oh yeah from the east coast don't realize how much space we have out here you could drive mm. for days and literally not leave texas so it's, it's right. not like you know you can zip over the border for a pizza in rhode island and be back in your home in some other state in five minutes you know i know people often ask me why you and i don't record more often in person <laughs> <laughs> it's because austin and houston aren't that yeah. close to each other I mean, you could drive it yeah. we're 180 it's, miles apart it's it's not bad but yeah that's it's just not something yeah. either of us would hop into our car and go over to the other person's. It's not Rhode Island. It's it's not Rhode Island. Um, Do you remember Raven and Adam? They met on Paradise. She's pregnant. Oh, good for her. Is it his? I think so, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It may be that little um, doll, that creepy doll that he used to carry around, remember? Oh, yeah. But, well, the other thing is... um, I just want to make sure he didn't sleep with Tia because they're basically the same person. <laughs> Remember they're okay. both from like Arkansas yep. or Alabama yep. or something and they yep. both knew each other and they're both like hairdressers and mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, Lauren and Ari had twins. Isn't that a their second pair or is that their first set? Uh, well, they have a daughter and then yeah, they so had that's, that's, twins. Yeah. Right. So now second. they have three kids. Now they have three kids. Yes. Um, this one's very excited. Uh, listen to your heart. Jamie is is dropping a, a song soon. <laughs> Who? <laughs> the guy that won? No. <laughs> Jamie's a girl. <laughs> well, the, the girl? Is she the one that won with the other dude? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. She had dark hair. She is very young, and she liked she to show lost, her boobs. 
she lost listen to her heart and she still has a career yeah yeah she's the next max okay well good you know good for her okay how'd you find out about that i read it online whenever i was purposely looking for bachelor news her single it you should be very excited about it because you followed her career for a solid six weeks during the pandemic man (laughs) did she i don't even remember who she did she who was she partnered with i don't know but he was good looking (laughs) He was like the good looking guy and she was the cute, good looking girl. And that's it. That's all I remember. Not helping me. All I remember it was like the young, the young, really talented black guy that played the piano and sang. And then the, mm-hmm. there's a, a, a brunette with, um, uh, she was she very could, pretty. I think she had blue eyes and she was, she was sort of into him and the, and he was sort of into her, but not really. And they made mm-hmm. beautiful music together and they won. Yes, they did. Here's two questions for you to see if you can get the answer right. Okay. Franco, our, our, our favorite guy, Franco LaCosta. Yes. He was asked the question, do you prefer leather or lace? How do you think he answered? Oh, um, I'm going to go with lace. Mm, he answered both. <laughs> Lace in the daytime and leather at nighttime. I was going to say like a a leather lacy pair of shorts, but um, (laughs) I committed. No, honestly, Franco can't go wrong. He can't. Mm -mm. His two favorite colors, his two favorite colors are short and tight. He likes it. Um, Okay. Joe the grocer. He's on Paradise, which I think is weird. He has... now. What do you think his ethnic background is? Um, is he Italian? Yeah, yeah. Italian um, is what I would guess. So he has a line coming out of a certain food. What do you think it is? Joe the grocer has a line of food. Uh-huh. <laughs> This freaking show is (laughs) um, brilliant. Oh, so many people are influencing right now. Pasta. So close, so close. What goes with the pasta? Pasta Pasta sauce. (laughs) That's great. He's got a lot of marinara. (laughs) (laughs) He's got some sauce. This is why he's on Paradise, to sell his sauce. <laughs> Will you eat it? What? No. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about, too, I forgot to talk about this at the beginning, is when the show first aired, Tasha and Katie were walking along in the resort, and Tasha was giving Katie advice. And one big piece of advice she said was, if if you love them, you should just tell them. And it's totally okay to love more than one person. And Katie kind of went, I don't know. I just want to tell my fiance that I love him. And Katie said, well, that, I mean, and Tasha said, well, that could backfire in your face. How do you feel about telling multiple people? I love you. Oh, well, so I'm not, I'm not really that idealistic or romantic in the sense that I don't think I do think people can have strong feelings for more than one person. 
But I also don't think you really know what love is until you get out in the real world and have to deal with somebody. So with all that on the table, I think that, yes, I think if she feels very strongly, call it love, call it whatever you want to. If she feels very strongly about anyone at this point, I think she has to say, this is the way I feel about you. So I, mm. oddly enough, agree with Tasha. Interesting. Hey, by the way, speaking of that, where's the where's Zach? I don't know. I mean, Tartik's been all over the place, right? <laughs> I know. He's cooking for people. He's I know. Proposing. He's, he's coming advising. on the show. He's yeah. there. He's advising. I don't know. I'm telling you. You think they're hiding it until the end of the season when they say we've chosen to go our separate ways? Yeah. I think there might be trouble, not in paradise. Well, there's always trouble in that paradise, but in their particular paradise, there might be trouble. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you say, whenever you were talking about that, it made me. It reminded me of I want to know what love is. The foreigner song. Want you to show me. I want you to show. Hey, thank y'all for listening. Here's a big shout out to last night's game for helping us with our bachelorette bracket. We do this every season and it's so much fun. Congratulations to Amy Cooper for holding the number one spot for so long. Way to go, Coop. If you'd like to read a recap of the Men Tell All episode of Katie's season, head over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever.